Well, everyone, you know exactly what they say sometimes. You can run, but you cannot hide. And you can run, but you cannot hide from episode 62 of the Grunge Bible Podcast as we welcome you in. My name is Chris Salona, and I am with Ethan Shalloway. And uh, Ethan, I have to say, uh, we can run, but we cannot hide from having to sit down and record this episode. Um, I'm I'm not in the mood to do this right now. (laughs) The cat's out of the bag. Yeah, this one, this one caught up to us. Um, yeah, but you know, we we made a promise that we wouldn't miss an episode, and so we're out here working overtime. Um, it's actually Friday night, and uh, we're about to slam a podcast. So, um, yeah, we have a lot of stuff going on. I'm actually in, in Long Beach, California, with our producer Drew McFadden. Yes, uh, shout out to Drew and uh chris you are back in boston getting ready to watch the celtics game six so oh, I um, there's a lot going on Ethan. i'm sorry yeah yeah I knew that. <laughs> it's been it's, been a it's long so week. funny yeah it's so funny because jacob our good friend he 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 lives in uh in, in providence boston. or boston providence. and either way but he went to school in rhode island and tom our coach would always always introduces him uh, from Rhode Island, born and raised, you know. <laughs> and like, Absolutely. Jacob's like, I am not from there, and I've told hey, him we this thousands together. of times. We, I, I adopt, I adopt him as a Rhode Islander. So um, yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, Ethan, you're absolutely right. Um, we said that we wouldn't miss an episode, we wouldn't miss a week. So come hell or high water, this episode is getting released on May the thirtieth. Oh hell yes! And uh, that's pretty much all there is to it. But uh, yeah, aside from our. Uh, absolute just misery at having to do this at this present moment. Um, how are we feeling right now? Oh man, so so kind uh, <laughs> to the people. Um, <laughs> hey, we got we got to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, we're, we're straight shooters here. We are straight shooters. Well, you yeah. know, I was doing well. Um, I was in Arizona for a little bit, and then I came over. I actually spent some some quality time the last few days with um, some of my best friends from back home. They yep. all live in California now, so. Um, but I did just, I actually had a, a little accident earlier today. My muscle spasm in my back has been just hurting like crazy. Yeah, yeah. no fun. So I'm feeling a little like a little really stiff and, and pretty uh, one-dimensional. So that kind of took the wind out of my sails for this week. I was having a really good time. Um, I got a flight tomorrow to get back to the East Coast and we got a busy, you know, busy couple weeks ahead. But all together though, I am doing um, quite well. Just this one thing, like I said, my back is giving me trouble. But how are you doing, Chris? That's good. Um, I'm I'm hanging in. Uh, this this was a this was a fairly normal week. Uh, got a long weekend uh, upcoming right here. Uh, this this episode will be released at the tail end of our of my long weekend, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm I'm just a little tired today. I slept like shit last night. And I had the day off today, so I was really excited to get a lot of rest and naturally I went to bed at one and I woke up at oh, yeah. four o'clock. Then I woke up at six and I woke up at seven and I was just, just generally disgruntled, uh, all day long because of my, uh, uh, my, my inability to get good sleep last night. So I'm, it's not I'm easy. not happy about it. There's a lot of things I'm not happy about. It's right not- now. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to figure out, I realized that I'm on day five of sleeping on the couch. Well, actually I think today will be that six. That catches like- up to you. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Like How many? Six, what is your record for consecutive nights having slept on a couch? Do you is, is it up there or is it, is it kind of like full nights on the couch? I this this is probably, I mean six. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever. I've never really thought about it. I've never really kept kept track. But this one maybe the new personal record. So I'm gonna go ahead yeah. and say six. I only ask because uh, a couple of years ago I was I was in between apartments. I was crashing with a friend waiting for the next the next phase but it was it was like a month long i was on a couch 
It's kind of wild. Wow. Yeah. That is that's pretty long. Yeah. Couch surfing for real. Hey, someone someone had to do it. I have, I have a good couch story now, I guess. Couch girl. <laughs> I don't even know her name. <laughs> uh, okay, so episode 62, we have um, some patrons that we need to thank because without them, this thing uh, really wouldn't get uh, continue because their support means the world. Um, and we are about, we're right over 50, right? I think we have 50. Yeah, I think we're rolling 51. along at 51 total. Um, I'm a little upset. Uh, we have not received any new patrons in quite a while. Right, that's what I was going to um, say. It's been, it's been a couple of weeks, so now is your time. Just think of how terrible of a mood Ethan and I are in right now, and then realize that you have the power to lift our spirits by going to Patreon and uh, joining up at the 2 5 or $10 level. And uh, regardless of what level you join, I will thank you next week. But if you'd like me to thank you every single week as I'm about to do, you mm-hmm. know what to do. You join that top level. Uh, you become a top-tier patron, and I say your name every week. And you can join the following lovely individuals who help to make this podcast possible. And those names, as we know, are Darian Riddle, Brenda, Alex Long, Captain Hightop, Black Hole Sean, Chris LSMS, Lauren Irene, Nikki Six, Shannon Gorgon, Sue, Sonny Mashburn, Marianne, Kayla Jean, Millie, Alexis Shannon, Jamie Lynn, our number one fan from Australia, What the Fuck's Up Denny's, Release, Rachel Corning, Soup, Doug Andy, Jade Mercado, Wayne Staley, Victor Schaefer, Kara Kay, Blue Owl, Carlene Salona, and Fresh Tendonitis. So if you want to join that list, uh, you know what to do. Um, you know, there's, there's, it serves multiple purposes at this moment in time. Uh, you can, you can receive some recognition, you can do a good thing and you can lift our spirits because we're not happy. (laughs) We will, um, I can promise that if we have some more patrons next week, be happy. I promise Um, I'll be in a better mood. But that's not the only thing that gets us in good mood, uh, good moods. Um, music, music does in fact Music does. It's great. Um, yeah, I find I find myself when you're down, it's always it's always good to go and find something that um, can bring you up. And I was when I was driving over here um, with Nick after we dropped off, had to drop off a rental car and do some stuff. I was like, put on some Friday tunes, and he was looking. He's like, I don't know if I have any, so I took it and I put on some uh, some Steely Dan, and I was really feeling nice. some 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 Windows Down California, just That's listening to dirt, That's dirty work. And, there. Yeah, yeah, and I was, I mean, like. I think there's a pretty extensive playlist on songs that talk about California, have California in the title. Oh my God, yeah. I, mean, I think OAR every has song, song Red Hot Chili Peppers. 1960 uh, to 1980 is California yeah. based. So, yeah. I was bummed. I didn't get to, um, I, I messaged Kafaro and we tried to uh, meet up, but it was, it was pretty difficult. He was pretty busy this week. Yeah. So, I don't think I'm going to be able to meet him uh, in person, which. It's always a shame. That time's um, coming. We'll we'll have to take another trip out there. I'll have to get my ass out to California as well. Right, uh, for the first it. time in a long time. So, um, so today's episode is going to be pretty casual because we've got a lot going on, and we are, you know, it's Friday night, and we're just chilling. Uh, we both have our drinks. I'm drinking a glass of white wine, um, having a beverage, a, a and, beer. Um, yeah, so we're just gonna we're just gonna sit here and and talk music, talk grunge, but. We actually are going to talk post grunge because we did a little poll and had people ask or had people tell us what they wanted to hear about. And some people wanted to hear about post grunge. And we can always talk shop about the immortal bands of post grunge, of what makes post grunge. And uh, I know yeah. you're excited for this, Chris. Absolutely. Uh, there's, there's few things that wind my clock in the <laughs> musical realm quite like some post grunge. Uh, very, very excited to talk about this always because it's kind of strange because growing up, 
I was born in the mid nineties as you were what it was called post grunge and what, what kind of gets made fun of now. A lot of those bands were the bands that were like, Oh yeah, this is rock and roll. When we were kids, like when you're exactly. listening to, to FM exactly. top 40 radio, you're like, Oh yeah, three days. Like this is good rock and roll. This is hard. This is heavy. This is great. And then as you get older, now the jigs up and people make fun of these <laughs> bands. And uh, I, I, I don't really get it uh, totally because I, I don't think the bands are to blame for what people make fun of them for. Um, but would I mean, you what, say that? <clears throat> yeah. Would you say that this genre, and it, you know, we put it in a genre, the post grunge, gets made fun of more than any other genre? I, th- I mean, at least it's, for me, my 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 point of view is is skewed. I think just because of my own personal taste, but it's got to be post grunge or hair metal. Because yeah, the, 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 the level metal, of passion sure. with which people hate on or make fun of those two genres, uh, I think in, in rock and roll or in, in like guitar driven music, I think it's fairly unrivaled. I mean, you got your people, people hate hair metal. They they don't casually hate it. They're, they're like me, you know, they want to, they want to see Motley Crue erased from the record. And same thing with, <laughs> uh, with the post grunge haters out there. I think uh, it's fairly common that they, uh, it, it kind of makes their blood boil a little bit. So yeah, I would, I would, I would say that. I mean, it's just for some reason in, in pop public opinion, popular opinion, and it hasn't seemed to age. It hasn't aged super well, which I, I don't know if that's their fault. And I mean, it, for you and me, I mean, this, <laughs> we, we do like some good post grunge from time to time. Um, so yeah, absolutely. How, how would you categorize post grunge? What do you like when people, like when people say hey, this yeah. band is post grunge, do you like, yeah, what do you think of? What's the first band? What's the first band that you think of when someone says post grunge? I think I think it's got to be either Bush or Nickelback. But in terms mm-hmm. of how I personally categorize it, well, I guess also how I think the world categorized it, it's very similar to how they categorized grunge. And I think it's just a chronological time period where it's like anything hap- that happened after this that had a guitar and had a had a, had someone singing is post grunge. Um, the same way that, you know, during the during the grunge era, I would say 1990 to 94, give or take. I mean, anything that was coming out of the Pacific Northwest, anything that was kind of loud, guitar-driven rock and roll, they, they just all bundled up into this whole grunge thing. And I think it was the same thing where, you know, after 94, I would say, um, any sort of rock and roll or alternative rock or anything, they just kind of packaged it up. And I think the motivations were the same for grunge and post-grunge. They packaged it up packaged them up that way because it sold you know you had the same reason in the 90s that they were selling flannels that were grunge flannels and doc martens were flying off the shelves and and every single band in seattle that had a pulse was getting signed to major labels i think it's the same thing that post grunge kind of all got lumped together because it was there was something that was popular at the time and people that want them want to make money obviously are going to utilize at best and exploit at worst the thing that is popular at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there was definitely a greater emphasis on getting on the radio. So a lot yeah. cleaner, a lot like maybe slower mid-tempo type music. And I think I saw like a lot of the bands, like you hear a lot of, it sounds a lot like an, another band in the era that was kind of doing the similar things. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I, I don't know if it's, I guess it's, um, not really like I got, at first I thought post grunge is bands that have the same exact style, just 
they missed the window. They didn't live in, you know, they didn't live in Seattle and stuff. Yeah, they were like but five really, years it is, too young. But it is kind of like that softer rock that they kind of. I mean, yeah, it's a different. It's a different kind of maybe a little different goal. Um, yeah, I think a lot of it was maybe a little bit more digestible um, than than some some of the stuff. And right. I don't know to the extent that maybe they may have been uh, writing for the radio in a way. Um, so it's like there's there's two there's two sides, two ways in my opinion that you can kind of interpret you know what was going on at the time. And it's like number one, you had people that were probably inspired by what was going on in the '80s and early '90s, and and naturally because they were inspired by it, they made music that was in the image of the music that they were inspired by. Um, you know that's the uh, that's the honest point of view. And then you have other people that I'm sure out there like, oh, they're just a bunch of people that were capitalizing on the legacy of Kurt Cobain and they were mm-hmm. just trying to look like him and sound like him and make their guitars sound exactly like his and, and so on and so forth. And I mean, there's, there seems to be no middle ground with how people view this era. It's like they were either all frauds or they were, or it was all just great music. And uh, I mean, I'm sure band by band, case by case, even song by song, it's all different. I mean, I don't know a lot of the backstories or the inspirations for a lot of the songs that right. are in this, in this era and, and we'll never know, but I mean, it's all about how you interpret it, I think. And, and if, 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 if you value it, then absolutely you got to listen to this stuff. But yeah, it's a, it's an interesting era. What about you? Like the first band that comes to mind when someone says post grunge. Yeah. I think Bush is a good example. Yeah. Um, stained, I think of a lot. Okay. Um, yeah. Bush kind of, cause it, mainly because I, I feel like they have heavier kind of guitar riffs and, um, it yep. seemed like maybe they missed, they were just on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> But I do think of like Matchbox 20 and like Goo Goo Dolls and like the softer side of rock and roll during that time. The heart throbs of music and stuff and the the lyrics were, you know, I feel like the, you know, the nine, the the grunge that we love. I mean, they had a lot more, probably the lyrics were a little bit deeper in nature Mm -hmm. and the post grunge, these other bands are a little bit more straightforward with uh, the lyrics and, and, uh, and a little more blunt, but I think people like, really resonated with that at the time. So yeah, I think like, I mean, of course, yeah, Nickelback and uh, Three Days Grace, see yeah. there, I mean, is Korn per, post-grunge? I wanted to, I, I mean, don't know. Is in my like, opinion, new, maybe that's it's new post-grunge, metal. it's post-grunge. I mean, right. It came after grunge. So, well, and, and the funny thing is, is there's so many, like, I think any, any rock band from 1995 to 2005, you can look online and somewhere someone oh, is Creed. going to categorize them as post-grunge. I mean, they're, there's, I mean, for example, they say that Matchbox 20 is a post-grunge band, and and personally, I, I wouldn't put them in that because I just think they're like an alternative rock. Same thing with the Goo Goo Dolls, right. but it's just like, oh, like this happened to happen within this 10-year period that was directly after this other 10-year period, so it's got to be post-grunge, uh, and it's it's really interesting, but um, I, this... I do think there was a lot of good music that came out of it, and oh, 100%. I, I listened to it. Here's a question. Is, is Hootie and the Blowfish post-grunge then? <laughs> like... <laughs> like where does the line know. get drawn? Alanis Morissette well, someone, is she post grunge? Like what are we doing here? This list, this list I was looking at earlier said Stone Temple Pilots. Okay, and, yeah, and and and, and I, mean, I need to go. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to rant yeah. for a second if I could. You have the floor, Chris. I have the floor. This is great. I'll so get my drink. I'll get my drink. <laughs> so there's a lot of bands out there, uh, or a lot of publications out there that categorize a lot of different bands as being post grunge. 
But so many of the fucking bands that they're talking about started in like 1989 or 1990 before grunge right. proper was a thing. So they're not post grunge. Like like Failure, for example, I think they started in 1990, and they're like, oh, a post grunge band from wherever the fuck they're from. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not post. They were they were creating music as a, as an outfit prior to grunge even entering the lexicon of popular culture or or certainly music categorization. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, even Candlebox, for example, I mean, they were, they were in it and everyone's like, oh, Candlebox is a post grunge band. Like, I, I don't, I don't really jive with that. I don't, I don't think there's a lot of merit to categorizing that them that way. But yeah. then again, I don't, I don't know that I've really placed much emphasis on how certain Genres. things are categorized. Yeah. I mean, if right. you like it, you like it. If if you don't, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, that's my rant, of, by the way, I'm, I'm yeah. done. You're good. Speaking yeah. of failure, I was um, there's that type of music that came out of the '90s that wasn't grunge, but that was a little bit like just really hazy. Like I feel like Smashing Pumpkins can can sound like this. Uh, they just played in Birmingham this past weekend. Actually, I missed mm-hmm. it. I uh, was out of town, but like uh, failure um, to like Lemonheads um, and a few other of the like honestly, Nuke Seattle, the the page. Yeah, um, we really like him, and he posts like. The, that he's genre, in it. He's in. He's in. He's oh, in dude, the trenches. He's, he's in the yeah. archives. If you guys need a really good, um, like alternate '90s alternative rock, and I'm not talking. We're not talking grunge or Pearl Jam or like all the post grunge stuff. Like kind of a little bit more. Just like I said, it's a little more hazy. This and, man's in the vault. Kind of, yeah, he's he's really got some good stuff, and he's he's on top of it, and he just posts great great yeah. videos. Um, and I, I always I always really like getting into that type of music. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, and the post I mean, yeah. yeah go ahead. So I, I need to interject here because uh, we were talking about failure. I have a failure fact for you. Give it to me. <laughs> I'm going to see them. I'm, I'm buying tickets. They're coming to Boston next month, June 25th. I'm going to buy a ticket. I'm going to go. Why not, dude? I Fuck love yeah. that. I, just, I, need, I just need to hear stuck on you live and I stuck will ascend. I will ascend into heaven at that what very happens, moment. What happens if they don't play it? <laughs> they have to play it, right? They have to, yeah. Like if they that's don't play why it, it, if they don't play it, I'm gonna request my seventeen dollar and fifty cent <laughs> refund and cry my way back to Providence. Jeez, that would be. Would you? Uh, that that would be terrible if they didn't play that. Um, would you consider the uh, Foo Fighters post grunge? So that's another. They, I mean, they're on every I mean, single list. Um, they are right after grunge, obviously. But if, if we're playing I, by the rules of the field, I, I think you, I guess you have to because they they operated in that in that realm. But I, I just can't do it. I can't put them in that no, category. I no, think, I hate I, not I always, Pat Smear and Dave Grohl exactly. in the band and Taylor. Well, and that's the weird thing when you think about the Foo Fighters. I don't know if you do this, but for some reason, I've always kind of put them out like in their own in their thing. Own, like I've never thought of square. them as like yes. a rock band. I've never thought of them as like alt or like grunt, whatever. I'm just like the Foo Fighters. Like that is its own genre. What other What other bands do you do that with? What other bands have their own genre? Oh man, I think well, I, Pink, do that. I think Pink yeah. Floyd has Pink Floyd is their own is its own band. Yeah, P- Pink Floyd. Pink for Floyd sure. is like the ultimate. Like I don't like people. You know, it's psychedelic, I guess, but it, it is so. Mm-hmm. It's just Pink Floyd, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I do that. I do that with Soundgarden, for example. Like, I don't. I I think that they're unique. Yeah. They're one of one. I mean, there's a lot of bands that are, I would say, unique enough to kind of hold their own space. And there's a lot of musicians that, you know, I I struggle to place Modest Mouse in a particular spot. Mm-hmm. Nor I don't really care. 
Um, you know, same thing. We listen to a lot of Petey. I don't, I don't know what genre he is, but I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's not yeah. the point of it. Um, so I. Like, kind is there of, any other band that like, um, just encapsulates their? It's like yeah, their own genre. I guess like, I mean, the Grateful Dead is one like they're they're just the dead. I mean, I nah. Well, you I have your, you have, have your pioneers, obviously, of different genres yeah. and kind of like your your ancestors of of different things. But um, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of there's two sides of that coin. I mean, there's mm-hmm. there's uh like wow, this is its own thing, and then there's the there's 15 bands that sound this exact same way. Uh, I you know, yeah. I mean, it's like you have your white stripes, black keys, record company. Black Rebel Motorcycle Club, like all those kind of things, which I like that music, but there's very much like a mold there, in my opinion. Um, so I don't know. It's it's interesting to think about, but yeah, Foo Fighters, they've always kind of been their own thing, and I I, I can't do it to them. I, I just cannot put them with post grunge. Mm-hmm. Red Hot Chili Peppers, they're kind of their own. Uh, yeah, I would I would definitely kind of think of them as like, their own. Because like, would you say rock or funk or whatever? They're just like, you, when you, when someone says, you know exactly what they're talking, the yeah. sound. It, also, like, it oh, would have depended at, the, at which time somebody asked me about that, too. Mm-hmm. With a band that had longevity like that. So uh, in terms of post-grunge, some of these bands, they've been together for a while. Um, I think a lot of their thing, a lot of their music... Uh, some of it's aged well, in my opinion. I, I think by the general consensus of music listeners abroad, worldwide, uh, a lot of it has not uh, aged super, super well. But, uh, you know, just kind of talking about some of these bands, like what what is your perception of post-grunge and a lot of these bands that get a lot of flack? I, I guess my initial reaction is I think that I mean, they did really well while it was happening. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, people, the people that kind of lived through it, um, like I mean, these bands have followings, and they were they. I feel like Woodstock '99 had all of the post grunge bands, mm-hmm. you know, there, and um, I feel like I feel like they get a little bit too much shit um, for the music that they put out. Um, mainly because, yeah, I feel like I found myself listening, growing up with it, and listening to it a lot. Um, I remember, I remember had a ninth grade music class and I brought in Breaking Benjamin, Diary of Jane to play for the class. Cause we had to pick our favorite song nice. and that was like the album that I was listening to a lot. So yeah. I played Diary of Jane and that's a, I think that's a, a well considered a post grunge band. So I mean, I, I think that I love listening. I do enjoy listening to them. Um, I do think that I don't love going like deep into any of their discographies though. Yeah. I will like, never really do that with a lot no, of these bands. I, and I think that like they have the, I guess their, their goal was radio, you know, probably cause that's when it was really big. And um, so a lot of the songs have the same kind of melody, the same kind of um, infrastructure. So some of the songs can be similar. So that's why I think the, the really good ones are really good. And then the rest of their catalog could be considered similar and people don't like that so you know you can kind of stop after top whatever songs and then yeah be good. yeah and i and think that's i think that's important to note i mean i think their, their their top stuff is really good but you know that's that's all you really need you know put them on a playlist and enjoy the totally nostalgia, the a, lot, nostalgia. a lot of playlist bands in my opinion not yeah. really a dedicated from and, and even just kind of thinking off of a lot of these bands i i can only really pick out 
a few records that I've listened to front to back and, and intended to listen to them front to back. Like I can think about Matchbox 20s yourself or someone like you. I've definitely listened to that one front to back. <laughs> um, I guess if the Goo Goo Dolls are post grunge, um, I think Dizzy Up the Girl and A Boy Named Goo I've listened to front to back. Uh, all of the Creed albums I consistently listen to front to back because they're pieces of art. But all what the about other- uh? Yeah. What about hints, allegations, and things left unsaid? <laughs> no, um, I cherry pick that one. I cherry pick that sucker. <laughs> Same thing with uh, with Hinder's extreme behavior. You just pick uh, lips of an angel off of that one and call oh, it yeah. call it a day. Um, or disciplined breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many. There were so many good album names uh, that came out of this uh, this little yes. era here. Um, See if and, a human uh, clay. I mean, all of the. Creed yeah, album titles or, prison weather yeah full circle after the hiatus i mean it doesn't doesn't really get much better than that um here's here's another band Nickelback, that i forgot about see. do you know are, are you knowledgeable at all about the band chevelle i know chevelle uh through our producer drew okay <laughs> Drew, Drew and his uh, his dad were big post grunge guys. He would always come and play. You know, we wanted to play Glycerine, Machine Head. Chevelle had a song called uh, Red, I believe. Okay. The Red. Yeah, the Red. The Red. And, uh, <laughs> the the red. red. And yes, and we we tried to and and I <laughs> I can hear it in my head right now. And yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> holy shit, dude! Uh, sorry, me and Drew are right here. We're just laughing because. Um, his dad really wanted us to play that, and yeah, um, I that's like I really know very little about Chevelle. Yeah, just I, I that it was brought to the song. table. Yeah, it was brought to the called... table, and we were supposed to play it because it was yeah. it was pretty hard hardcore back in the day. <laughs> Heavy, yeah. I only know they have they have a song called "Face to the Floor," which was on a uh, very young and developing Chris Salona's lifting playlist. Mm. I think when he was a sophomore in high school, um, but those. Uh, yeah, this, I mean, case in point, a lot of these bands, I probably could only tell you a couple of their songs. I don't spend a lot of time there, but I I will say, I'm going to guess that most people, most people who are listening to this too, certainly, um, whether, they, whether they'll admit it or not, mm-hmm. I think the overwhelming majority of people who occupy our space in like the grunge rock community on Instagram, wherever, the podcast they all liked these bands before they were told by somebody else that they shouldn't like them. Of course. I think, I think that's how it is because I, I remember I, I loved we do, Nickelback Chris? until somebody told me that, Hey, you shouldn't like Nickelback. I was like, Nickelback sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Chris, you know, this is, this is important. What do we, what do we do about this? I feel like we have the power and we should do something for the post grunge people of the world. The post grunge bands. They, they're out there. <laughs> they're, they're still touring. They have to tour they're because still they're touring. trying to, And you know what? They're making money. But Mr. Puddle of Mud is out there. Yeah, he's he what well, yeah, and he's rocking it. He wears the Pat Mahomes jersey every single every single show. It's kind of awesome. He posted he posted uh that he was at the game and then they lost and he deleted it or something. <laughs> <laughs> and it was hilarious. I was like, oh I didn't know he was a fan. Then I went back to send it to you, I think, and it was gone. <laughs> Like nothing ever happened. He was that upset about the loss, huh? I think so. But wow. I feel like we should do something for post grunge. Like, is yeah. there? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I wonder if. I wonder if there's like. I mean, we've already we've already done a lot to raise um raise awareness, awareness for the post grunge. Uh, certainly, sometimes it's been in jest, but I mean, there's lots of times where you know I'll post something that's post grunge just because it, it rips. 
And that's yeah. basically that's basically all there is to it. And we're honest all you about need a that. reason for it, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's basically the reason why we have this this following is to be able to share things like that and be like, hey, I don't really have any other commentary on this aside from the fact that it's fucking awesome and it rips. So if I'm if I'm thinking about the timeline, because you know obviously like classic rock, eighties metal, grunge, post grunge, yeah. and then new metal is like kind of what came out of post grunge, right? People wanted to get heavy again and. I think so. It was. It was always a new metal, and then like Britney Spears, and and then it randomly, yeah. So, um, let's just get into it. What do you think about new metal, and (laughs) and did that ever have a place to? Because they, I mean, that was definitely Woodstock '99. There was a lot of that too. Oh yeah. Um, like so, is there is there influences come from like? Is it come from like Megadeth and and all of those? I I would say hardcore bands. A lot of those bands certainly, and um. Here I am speaking about something that I know virtually nothing about because <laughs> I have to be honest, I hate that new metal. That was not your thing. That I, was not your I, thing. I yeah. don't really like metal either. Um, like, I, I don't see what the big deal is about Metallica. Um, I don't really... Um, uh, Megadeth, that's Megadeth, Anthrax. Um, Anthrax, Lamb of God. Um, Slayer. And, and Ethan, I have to be honest with you, there's a lot of what Tool does that I, I just, it doesn't... It doesn't resonate with me. I don't seek it's it okay. out, and and if I do find it on my journey, I, I don't enjoy it. Um, so I I think that's just it's like something... drinking. A, it's like drinking the last quarter of your warm beer. You know exactly. You kinda, You're you got, committed a, to it. It's, it's a rite of passage to get your next one, but you yes. don't. There's no don't leave yeah. anything out there. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I guess you know it's like you have to acquire the taste, but I don't know that I'll ever acquire the taste because I I just I don't know that I'll commit the the brain power to trying to ingest new metal um but it seems like you know these genres that we're talking about post grunge new metal i mean there's always going to be bands that are that are making music like this and there's certainly bands that were a part of that era at the time but do you think do you think those those genres kind of have a future at all like do you think that there's because there's certainly people who go in right now with their buddies and like i want to sound I want to sound like like Mike McCready, or I want to I want to sound like Alice in Chains. Now, I I just don't know how much of a market share a lot of these bands have in terms of what people are listening to to get inspired by to make new music. Mm-hmm. Do I think so? You're asking me if if I think that there is a place for like new metal and post grunge like moving forward. Yeah, like you think you think we're gonna get more of that? I think it's hard I mean, to tell what things are now though. Such it's a melting pot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's tough. I feel like the the band dynamic has has really taken a hit in the past ten years, and yeah, um, it's tough sledding it's, out there. Yeah, I think it's worked out for the the top majority, and I think maybe just the way social media is set up, it, <clears throat> it's more set up for like individuals. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if there's. It's it's a weird landscape, but I would say that new metal is probably not going to make a comeback. Yeah. Um, and I don't it, know if post- it seems like in the in the popular landscape of like rock music now, it's almost become less and less defined, especially relative to what it was in the '90s. Because you had like post grunge, new metal. You had obviously the grunge artists. You had alternative. You had punk. You had Midwest emo. You had all those different things. And I think now it's like as as far as popular music and pop culture and top 40s considered it's like if there's a rock band period regardless of what derivative of rock it is people are just oh this is a rock band and i I think people uh talk about a lot of these bands in the same spaces whereas before i think because 
rock music was a lot more popular, there was a need to kind of divide it up to have these conversations. So it seems like now I think in terms of just casual top 40, we're, we're so starved for rock music at this point that it's like, I think people just kind of take what they can get. And if there's anybody out there, um, you know, who's going to be able to make something that's reminiscent of that, um, they're just going to refer to yeah. it as rock and roll, I guess. I think, um, I think that they post grunge kind of like that softer rock, but also the heavier side of like both, both the softer and the heavier side of rock had an emotional, um, an emotional release for me that yeah. I don't really get from the newer, newer music and like stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like it was very, it, they did a good job of like, you know, the certain, I mean, Goo Goo Dolls or Matchbox 20 or the start and stuff like it kind of pulled out. I mean, it was kind of, you know, it was kind of sad, you know, it's kind, it of did emotional. Its job. kind of emotional. And then like, yeah. or like the see there in the breaking Benjamin, it was like this kind of rage that had like a melody to it that made you like, I don't know. It just made you want to like punch your pillow to the beat of the song a little yeah. bit differently versus like nowadays. I, I don't know. It's, I don't find, um, try to think of like, I don't even know. I don't even know who's out there right now. Yeah. Well, you that, got like, uh, that you, occupies you have like that the, popular space anymore. We well, kind of like, like MGK. I mean, he right. is, he does, they have this electronic emo rock yeah. that is. Did, did very you listen popular. to his record? I have I have listened to piece, bits and pieces of it. I I don't think I've listened to it fully through, but I, um, you know, if, if, I'll go on record and say I think MGK is pretty talented. Oh, I'll, I'll a say stunner it. here in the, yeah. in the in the ninth round. Like I feel like I I kind of I think that him, what he does in in post post Malone was this yeah. ten year ten years ago whenever or seven years ago. I think MGK is doing a good job. Um, a lot of us, I mean, a lot of stuff can sound the same, but I think that he's doing a good job. I don't like that everybody's kind of doing the same exact sound. Yeah, as it that. sucks. It kind of, it's yeah, it kind of does suck. But I think that him, what he's doing, I think he's, I kind of appreciate it. I don't know. You appreciate the really, effort. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes like where there's artists, it's like what uh, Lederman said, like, you know, it may not be my cup of tea, but like, mm-hmm. you know, I appreciate, I think that, he, I think what he's doing is pretty, um, it has good substance to it in a weird way. Interesting. I don't know. But I, I do think like that's the close, that's like the most emotional, like emo rock is really big right now. And yeah. Wow. They got really good drummers on their, on their team and stuff. Yeah, they do. They, they about, totally do. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I definitely, I, I've, I've been spending more and more time. You listen to the album? Like, what's that? Did you listen to his album? So I, I haven't yet, um, but I, I at, at the present time, I'm doing that thing where I haven't really done any research or due diligence, but I have an overwhelmingly a negative opinion of it already. Um, so my, I think my homework assignment for episode 63 next week will be to uh, to take you want to review his <laughs> to, album to take a <laughs> to take a <laughs> listen and uh, to see what I think about uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Um, you know what we should do for next week's episode? We should take we should take a poll. And uh, we should review like four albums, you know, pretty briefly, but we should talk about four albums that we listened to for the first time fully through. And MGK could be one of them. Kind of like a live react thing almost. Kind of a live react. We could just do bands that maybe like, um, yeah, it would just be more raw, not song by song, of course, but I don't know. Spitballing. 
I think that'd be that'd be a good idea. I mean, not... <laughs> we'll start with we'll start with MGK, and then we'll go we'll do Jack Harlow, and then we'll do Harry Styles. Oh my gosh! And then uh, we'll just have to pick somebody else who's recently put something else out. I did listen to the new Harry Styles album. It's fucking awesome. Um, Is it? I like it a lot. Um, I have not listened to Jack Harlow or to MGK, but I have my work cut out for me. <laughs> Look at us, the Grunge Bubble Podcast, talking about uh, having. But the thing is, I feel like you know. I don't know why I feel like I need to have listened to it at least once through. I think I like being educated, so I want to have an or yeah, I want to have an it's, opinion it's, it's on it. It's kind of nice to know the terrain a little bit, uh, just so yeah. some something comes up. You're like, oh yeah. I, I actually, talk. and I also, yeah, and I don't want to be, I don't want to find myself saying that I hate them and I've never listened to them. I want to have at least some sort of basis. Yeah. So. Trying not to become yeah. like the people that comment horrible things about anything that's not pre 1994 that we post. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to deal with that. But uh, yeah, post grunge, that was some some wild shit. Uh, a lot of people got very very wealthy, and uh, a lot of the music that came out of it has a uh, has an enduring legacy. Whether it's a positive or negative one, we'll leave that up to you. Um, Last that's just question, the way then, that Chris. What's Last that? question before we before we right. uh, yeah. move off the. So, who is your favorite post grunge band? <laughs> My favorite post grunge band. Do you want my my real answer or my answer that I've just gotten kind of uh, jacked Used up to saying? Jacked up to say. Um, well, is it Creed or Nickelback? Well, I, I honestly think that it's Creed. Like I, I just listened to them a couple of days ago for my lift uh, on Wednesday. Yeah. I listened to them. I needed something a little, little like that, and I unironically do listen to creed from time to time but the real well, what's, answer that, what's your jacked up is that your jacked up answer no, no that's that's the real answer the jacked uh, up one is is obviously it's it's the collective soul it's collective, ed roland yes i I, mean, I think i think that collective soul encompasses um post grunge better than any other band that we've i just talked about i today. just love the concept of a singular collective soul to- <laughs> <laughs> and we've said it on the pod before this is a safe zone for yes collective soul love mm-hmm. so we endorse it go listen to yeah hints <laughs> allegations and things left unsaid um what was the other one uh controlled <laughs> break controlled controlled breakdown or uh, what, probably what did I say? probably yeah. um, um i have so, not done my my uh recent uh refresher on <laughs> the collective soul all that i know is that it's 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 collective, very and, collective, and we're all part of it, whether you like it or not. Um, and that's the thing. Sometimes people don't like it, but that's just the way that it goes. I mean, what what about you? Those those that, those are my two answers. Um, you don't have to have two if you just have one. That it's like this is what I yeah. think. I know you referenced Bush earlier. Yeah, I was gonna say I think um, I think Bush does a really good job because no one's gonna. I don't think anybody really categorizes them as grunge. No. Um, and if we posted them, people would say, this isn't grunge. And I think that what they do, I think a, a good, another good characteristic of a post-grunge band is, you know, the lead singer. And so like Ed Roland Gavin. and Gavin, yeah. like, you know, they get the job done. And so yeah. I think that, I think that Bush is a really good option for that. Totally. I, do, I do like, I do like their, yeah, uh, their stuff I like, quite I a like bit. them a lot. My, uh, I have a good, uh, fun fact around Bush and, uh, Bush was actually Bush supplied one of my first favorite songs of my life. 
Um, it was called The People That We Love, I believe, and uh, it was included in the soundtrack for Need for Speed Hot Pursuit 2, and uh, I got it for a Christmas present. I was probably six or seven, and uh, it was my favorite song on the soundtrack, and I used to love it, and uh, it was one of the first songs that I think I was aware of that I considered to be one of my favorites, so uh, Bush, for that reason, will always uh, always have a soft spot. Love that. That's great <clears throat> yeah. stuff. They're good. I'll buy, I might, I, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but they might be my song of the week. I know. I, I my gear, the gears and are now shifting we're going right now. I've got here. the board in front of me. I'm trying to decide what I want to do, uh, but we'll buy some time before we, uh, before we have to get to that, because we do have some people that we have to thank. Um, namely, uh, our producer, Drew McFadden, who is, uh, uh, who is under the same roof as you right now at the time of this recording. I'm glad that you two were able to get together and spend some time together this week. Uh, as always, we like to thank Drew uh, for everything that he does for this show. Uh, additionally, everyone out there who's listening, uh, who supported us uh, by leaving a review, following, subscribing, becoming a patron, buying merch, or just following the page and interacting, um, you know, we're very, very thankful for that. And uh, we hope that you continue to uh, hang out with us uh, over these uh, these periods of time that we spend each week, uh, even on the weeks that uh, Ethan and I are less enthused uh, and and might not have our fastball. But hey, you know when your when your time comes up in the rotation, you got to head out there and uh, you got to work with what you have, and uh, we're working mm-hmm. with what we have uh, as as you all are, and uh, as we have to do every single day. So uh, we're thankful for you out there. Mm-hmm. Yep, and if you have time. Please go and like and subscribe the podcast on yes. whatever you're listening. If it is Apple or Spotify or all of the other random yes. sites, uh, see if you can leave a review. Reviews. See if you can leave a thumbs up. And if you can't, yeah. um, just keep following us on the page and sharing us. Help out, help other people hear the good word of the grunge, and um, and we'll keep doing it. Um, yep. it's, a, it's a simple simple trade off. You guys you guys support us, and we'll keep doing it. Absolutely. So, so before we get to song of the week. Um, there is there is an element, there's a segment of this show that is <laughs> very, very important. Uh, its importance has only grown this spring here in 2022. Oh, yes. 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 We need a <laughs> check-in. That is, that is the, <laughs> the Jerry Cantrell Brighton Tour check-in. So yes. Jerry and the gang, they are resting right now they're because resting. they, yes, they spent resting. the entire spring <laughs> rocking the United States, and they're getting ready to go and rock Europe. Uh, but they're 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 enjoying some some well deserved rest at this point, and uh, I think that's a lesson. There's a lesson in that for all of us. Sometimes you gotta you gotta know when you need some rest. And uh, Jerry and the gang, let uh, Jerry rest. Yeah, let Jerry rest. He's tired. He he worked hard, and uh, he's ready. Um, I just hope that everyone in Europe is ready to have their uh, their their hair blown off and their eyebrows blown off by the mighty power of Jerry Cantrell and his touring band on the Brighton tour. Yeah, dude, that, uh, I'm glad we do need to check in with them every time that, um, I almost forgot. And then I, I realized, uh, we have to do it. Yeah, I understand. I also do want to, I want to put this editorial in for what I think is the most post grunge lyric out there. And, um, it's one of your favorites and it is by, um, seven Mary three. (laughs) (laughs) Cumbersome. And it's too heavy, too light, too black, or too white, too wrong, or too right today, today or tonight. Or tonight. <laughs> cumbersome. I have become cumbersome. Oh, wait, that actually harkens back to another one of my favorite uh, 
favorite lyric, uh, favorite post grunge lyrics. It's by Bush. Is this Machine um, Head's lyrics? Yes, <laughs> yes. Hold on, I don't want, I don't, I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, <laughs> I do remember this. Um, I remember uh, the, we were going through a random Bush phase, and I went to a Kansas City Chiefs game, uh, the AFC Championship, a few years ago when they played the Patriots, and they were playing this song like in between, in like in between plays, like every seventh play they would play the the ascending guitar riff at the beginning of machine head and i remember texting you repeatedly about it but yeah the the lyrics to that that one i think is it is it the chorus or is it the, the well, verse is uh, um actually is this the one was it the uh it's the I mean, red def- to green thing yeah. that's going on there <laughs> where the heck is it i'm 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 the moment of truth Dude, these lyrics are exactly... They're electric. These are electric. Yeah, they're absolutely electric. And uh, that's basically... That's that's all Gavin Rossdale does. That's all he's done uh, for the duration of his life is he just drops uh, absolutely incredible lyrics and incredible songs. I can't find the red or green. Where is it? Oh, green to red. Yeah, it says it's got a machine head. It's better than rest. Green to red, machine head. Yeah. I thought that... Maybe there's another lyric that I was thinking about too, but I walked from my machine, dude. Uh, wow. So it goes. Anyway, okay, let's do song of the week, Chris. Yeah, let's do song of the week. So my song, um, I am gonna stick with uh, Bush. I'll give I'll give everybody a Bush a Bush pick for you guys, and you guys probably know, but I really do like Come Down. Um, yeah. I think that one is it's just really good. It's got it's got a really good tone to it. Um, Gavin has just a really good depth singing. I fit. It fits like his exactly what you want to hear from Bush, and and they do a great job rocking it. And um, I really do like Glycerine too, but I'm picking Come Down for this one. Um, that whole album is is kind of gas, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's it's funny how 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 many bands sixteen been... stone. Yeah, that that was that was that's the one that Glycerine is off of too, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that's the one they're all off of. Yeah. <laughs> that's not the only album. From, that... They're all from that town. Um, I don't man, think there, I've listened to there are a lot of a lot of post grunge bands that that you know I I forget about. Uh, you know, I just I just forget to mention them. Days of the New, for example, uh, they're in the mix. Some people mm-hmm. categorize Filter and Live as post grunge <laughs> oh, bands. Yeah. Yes, Fuel, Live. Fuel is in the mix as well um obviously collective soul uh there's there's a lot of them uh it was it was a very very full era tantric i mean there there's a lot of players in this uh in the, i've never <laughs> heard that playground <laughs> marcy's playground yeah the mar <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> i i took it i took a chance and and listened to their album straight through on the way down to san diego yesterday it was it was pretty good i was yeah. Yeah, is it the yeah. uh, it, it's the one right that uh, Sex and Candy was off of? I assume it is. Um, yeah, what was the album? Is Marcy Playground self self titled? Yep, and it was uh, really good. It had some good stuff on there. Yep. So I think it's time for me to share my song of the week. Yeah, there, go ahead. There are so many. There's so many songs that are running through my head that are vying for uh, for the title for episode sixty two. Um, but I'm actually I'm gonna pick none of them. Uh, I'm going to go back to a conversation that you and I had um, probably about this time last week uh, when you were driving to California. Mm. Um, I know you were en route, and um, I sent you the song called California by our man Petey, 
And yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name that as my song of the week. Um, I think great. that at, at some point we're going to end up having the, every single song from his Lean Into Life album on the song of the week. But uh, I know you had said that uh, you played this album front to back in the car when you were driving with uh, with your friend Nick from Arizona to California. And yes. uh, you kind of you kind of had a special moment with this album. Um, I think the writing on there is is impeccable, certainly on this song, too. And um, yeah, as soon as you as soon as you texted me about that, because I had sent you this song and you replied that you had had that experience. Um, mm-hmm. I, I listened to the album front to back right after that one night earlier this week. And same thing. It's just it always it always gets, gets great... me thinking and gets me. Uh, viewing things in in different ways and uh that's it's it's been a little period for me in that the last two weeks or so where i've kind of struggled to really really latch on to anything musically i've i haven't really mm. known where to go to listen to music lately i nothing's really been doing it for me but going back to the lean into life album from pd in, in california the i think it's the first song on the record yeah um it uh it fit the bill and uh, that's going to be my song of the week because of that it's music for people yeah for regular people that's awesome i i did i i put that album on and and just from we drove from arizona we this time we drove through phoenix but there's so many like sand dunes and mountains and you kind of drive in on a flat straight road and and uh you know you're with one of your oldest friends from a long time and you listen to this album and um you know mid-20s both of you are kind of in a you know a vulnerable position in your life a lot of movement a lot of career decisions and stuff and it was uh quite the experience it really was really was special and that's why i love music you know you can put something on and especially when you you feel like you're it was he's never listened to it so we were you know i was sharing it with him you know and i could which is you know it would be it's also nice when we we jumped over to the front bottoms after and then we both were singing you know but yeah um it's nice to kind of show somebody and then you know kind of tell them why you like certain songs like yeah. oh this one like, you know listen to this part this is the chorus here yeah. it's it's oh, all, all all this stuff's connected and uh there's 100%. nothing better than sharing music with friends i think especially old friends because you can't you can't make new old friends and uh can't. it's always uh you telling me that story of of that drive really really I'm excited. Anxious. You're gonna, when you're going to go for a road trip and you're going to do the same thing and you're yeah. going to, I already know that I you're going to have gonna the same. I was just going to say it made me really anxious and excited for the next time I'm able to do something similar. And uh, I think, I think we need to do a road trip together. I love it. I think we got to do it. Dang. Yeah, let's do it. Absolutely. That'll be the ne- the next podcast. We'll talk about where we're going to go. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll leave it up to the patrons. Yeah. <laughs> Where or where in the world is Chris and Ethan gonna or Chris and Ethan gonna go? Yeah. Who knows? We can go over uh, where we want. Well, I think that wraps up episode sixty-two. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um small banter. Um not too serious, just some post grunge. Um next week we will be back better than ever. Um but for now, enjoy your week. Listen to Nickelback, listen to your creed, listen to your collective soul, and do not be ashamed because they are good bands. There, I said it. They're good bands. They're good bands and they have a place and they and I know I know you guys that are listening. You guys believe it. You guys have that that place in your heart for these we, bands. We know so, that you all know. Yeah. So. We know, we know. Because gotta, we're the same. You just gotta believe. And lean lean into life a little bit. 
That's the way it goes. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, take care of yourselves and those around you. And uh, we will see you all next week for episode 63. Rock and roll, guys. Love you. Have a great Rock week. Rock and roll.